You are listening to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast for everyone. I'm Abigail. I'm here with Jillian. And normally we would get started with a dumb joke or more likely several dumb jokes. But tonight we just both learned about the passing of Wyndham Rotunda or Bray Wyatt as we all knew him. And no matter what his character was doing, Bray Wyatt without fail made wrestling really really fun and i think i can speak for both of us that we are grateful to have gotten to enjoy that um jillian told me that that happened and it it just kind of like took the wind out of my sails and i i think jillian you said you kind of felt the same yes really fucking like i couldn't believe it i still can't believe it it's so sad yeah it's it is a huge understatement to say it's a huge bummer, but yeah. many, many condolences to everyone who loved Bray Wyatt and his family and his fans. Um, we really enjoyed talking about Bray on this podcast. We he, did. I was really looking us forward to him coming back. Yeah, we recently we were talking about him coming back. So, yeah. That's sad. So tonight we are kicking off our second season and we are really glad that you can join us. Um, You know, we are like Eric Bischoff coming to Raw as the new GM in 2002. We're back and we're better than ever. Um, That's true, maybe. (laughs) Well, it's a low bar. It is a low bar for this podcast. (laughs) I'm ready. Would you like to smack it down, my friend? Let's do it. So SmackDown began in spectacular fashion, if you're a Grayson Waller fan, because we were treated to an episode. I can tell by your scoff that you are not a Grayson Waller fan, Jillian. I am not. The first word I wrote for my notes that evening was barf. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am not a Grayson Waller fan at all. So we were treated to an episode of the Grayson Waller effect. Um, He talked a little too much about rubbing giving people the rub. Oh, um, yeah. I don't want to talk about that anymore with Grayson. I don't know about you. No, I don't want to talk about him at all. But it was nice to see his guests, Ray Mysterio and Santos Escobar, both of who like looked fabulous. I great know, very dapper. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, you know, Grayson did what he does. He tries to stir up shit between people. Yes. And he brought up unsurprising rhetoric about how ray robbed santos of his chance la 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 what do you what do you think about this so as with any like wrestling thing i'm suspicious of everything in wrestling so like i kind of was waiting like oh no is santos gonna turn Mm -hmm. i mean he was wearing a double-breasted suit which is like to me signals villain it's a little (laughs) classic villain yes so um but i was glad that he didn't i mean i love that they have this sort of unified front and um i'm kind of not sure how this is gonna go like how long ray is gonna hold this title i'm curious about that too it feels like i mean when we talked about this we're like ray doesn't need it it's not ray's time but here we are it's ray's time yeah and i guess that could lead to sort of a cool like santos is growing more resentful as the days pass but he seems pretty genuine about being cool with it maybe dominic eventually convinces santos that ray is a bad dad (laughs) he spreads the word so while santos is very very cool with it 
we quickly see who is not cool with it. Your favorite and mine, Austin Theory. <laughs> Who, like, does not have an original thought in his head, right? He's like, you're a no. bad dad. <laughs> I learned that you were hey, a really buddy. bad dad. <laughs> word on the street is, you're not a nice dad, Ray. That's the word on the street in A-Town. <laughs> he just puts out the A-Town Gazette and it's stuff he saw from three-month-old Twitter posts. <laughs> the A-Town Gazette. It's just him on every cover, like the Oprah magazine, but yeah. he's like doing the stupid A-Town thing that he does with his dumb little fingers. Ugh, I hate him. Okay, but I actually kind of love the idea of the A-Town Gazette now, and I, I really want him <laughs> to be backstage handing out, like, you know, copy paper copies. Like so a zine. Yes, made this. <laughs> okay, like, I use my mom's printer, but whatever. I can't even tell you how many glue sticks I went through. <laughs> He's into junk journaling. Oh, no. Yeah, soon this podcast is going to be called Junk Journaling is for Girls. We're just going to sit in silence and stick stickers on things. And I honestly yeah. think it's going to improve the quality of the discourse a little. It's just going to be like ASMR and maybe mm -hmm. some video. And I'll be like, that looks really nice right there. I really feel like you expressed some complex ideas around artistry and the connection to the artist's emotions. That's really wonderful. Maybe we combine junk journaling with wrestling and all our junk journaling is of like interpretations of wrestling. So like there's an Austin theory page in a junk journal and it's just a black hole. I love that. I absolutely love that. Plus there's gotta be a stack of old WWE magazines somewhere in my mom's house in a box. Oh. So we have lots of material to work with. You had magazines. There was a WWE magazine. I don't think they printed anymore, but you were subscribed to it. I got it for a while. I think I got it from oh, a relative cool. as like a birthday or Christmas gift. Okay. Amazing relative. Get them on the show. <laughs> it's pretty great. I was pretty grateful for That's that. That's fantastic. So, you know, Austin basically is like, I played myself last week. And because of that, you need to give me my title back, which <laughs> I thought was a novel defense of his needs. I feel like it's like every every student complaining about a bad grade ever. Yes. Like, you know, what I cheated on it, so I should get an A. <laughs> it's like I put a lot of effort into buying that paper. Come on. I did a lot of copying and pasting. My wrist hurt. At one point, Adam Pierce says something relevant for what may be the first time in our oh. acquaintance with him. Uh, nobody wants to hear Austin Theory complain. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that was very, very true. And uh, he doesn't really get a chance to expand on that because something good finally happens. Yeah. Our boy, Los Angeles Knight, arrives. Everyone was so excited to see him. It was great. He's the most overdue in history. Well, for this week. <laughs> People are loving Los Angeles. Um, can I just say I died uh, uh, when he said I went through 24 other minutes. <laughs> My 12-year-old brain was like, LOLOL. <laughs> wink wink nudge. <laughs> I had to you know what he should be proud of himself there's nothing to be ashamed of not at all not at all so because he would he brag about that honestly I think Los Angeles Knight would brag about literally anything that he did <laughs> yeah definitely anything. about pooping mm -hmm. <laughs> he'd have like measurements and a picture on his phone and he'd be like Los Angeles no oh, God, measurements. no 
this segment transitions into a match between uh, Theory and Los Angeles Knight, but it doesn't get very far because just as they are about to have a brouhaha, who arrives but the friggin' Miz? Yeah. Yeah. I At first I thought Miz was going to like come in and like really mess with things, but he just kind of sat and ch- talked for a while, which I love anytime Miz is on commentary. He, uh... He began what would be a week of really rude remarks, <laughs> saying that uh, L.A. Knight was a Eugene without crayons, which is just a terrible thing to say. And I don't know what that is. Way to bring back a really offensive gimmick, Miz. So uh, Eugene was a wrestler of yore, but not that far ago, whose thing was basically that he had diminished mental capacity. Oh, cool. Uh Uh-huh, and was dealing with an intellectual disability, and he liked crayons. Yeah. Yeah, it was a deep cut. Come on, Miz. It's like, Miz, do better in WWE. Please, also, you do better. You're so good at erasing other things from history, like all of Hulk Hogan's fucking transgressions, but, like, we can't erase these fucking characters. It's like, if you could scrub Chris Benoit from the planet... You could probably get rid of Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. <sighs> so ultimately, like, there's some fun back and forth. Um, the Miz causes a distraction that costs Los Angeles the opportunity at a U.S. title match. And I don't know how you felt about this, but I was like, why? Why is Austin Theory? <laughs> I know he has to get a rematch, but ugh. I just... I <sighs> Once it, okay. Okay. I feel like very carrot and stick here. I'm getting really tired of Los Angeles night losing things. <laughs> like, yes. I'm just tired of it. And I hate Austin theory. And like, does he get a rematch? I mean, does he deserve one? I just feel like the rules of wrestling in the WWE are so like willy nilly that you know like they could just do whatever they want at this point my house is literally rumbling right now i don't know if you can hear the thunder but we'll I see yeah i'm a little worried about you being blown away mid-podcast. <laughs> i have power at the moment but anyway um yeah i'm just i'm just tired of dumb austin theory well i think the good news is if you'd like to read a very salient well-argued justification for why he deserves this rematch you can check out this week's edition of the a-town gazette <laughs> i was really segment. waiting for you to be like someone really wrote something like this like i was like what who's no one who's is out terrible. there you know rallying for austin theory in something that I thought was much more intriguing than Austin Theory can ever be, um, I want to skip ahead a little bit and talk about a man who is clearly going through something. A man <laughs> who is weighed down under the burden of so many idiots for whom he is responsible. Mm-hmm. That man is Paul Heyman. Oh, Paul. I feel uh, like he's got a lot of um, things to figure out. It really, really seems like that. And he he did not want to give any updates. What do you make of that? I don't know that he has anything to update. Mm-hmm. Or nobody's talking to him. Although he did get on the phone, so I don't know who the fuck that was supposed to be. But 
I think there's just nothing to say. Although I would desperately like an update on Jay Uso. Right? Like, what does deuces uses really mean? Like, they're like, Jimmy's going to be on next week. Jimmy Uso, come up. And I'm like, great, Jim Uso. But like, can you please tell me what's going on with Jay Uso? Because Jim didn't say he quit. Let's let's be realistic. No one gives a shit what Jimmy is doing right now. Do you know what Jimmy's doing right now? Stupid stuff. Selling a Honda. Um, this all went down while we were on our brief hiatus and retreat. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy's justification for why he did what he did was one of the least satisfying things I have experienced since the introduction of Austin Theory. It's really lazy writing. It's extremely lazy writing. Um, they really dropped the ball with this. So yeah, I I am very interested in what's going on with Jay since he announced he's out of the Bloodline, SmackDown, and the WWE. But mm-hmm. like, was he injured? Was he is he just real quitting? I don't know what's going on. I would love to know. You know, I would love to know. Jay, buddy, dad, dad, just like slip us a little note. You don't. We don't. Mm-hmm. We won't tell anybody. We just need to know. We don't have that many listeners, so honestly, we're talking tens of people might find out if you tell us. Fives of people. (laughs) Fives. Well, I mean, I might tell some people in my real life. Okay, that's fair. Like, I'm sure my mom is waiting with bated breath to find out what happened (laughs) with Jey Uso. Side note about that. This week, my mother said to me, your podcast, is that like a video or do I have to listen to it? Now, I don't know why she hasn't been listening to videos, but that's beside the point. I mean, there are podcasts that are strictly videos, which confuses me, but Mm. that's very cute. I love your mother. I told her she was absolutely excused from having to listen to our podcast, and she seemed relieved. I feel like it's not for her. It's not. (laughs) Wrestling, from our perspective, as we present it, is, is not for boomer moms, but God bless them. We love them. Yeah. Mom, if you do decide to listen to this episode, you are the best. We love you, Mom. <laughs> so we're going to have to wait till SmackDown next week to find out what's going on with Jimmy, what he's doing. He's going to be with us next week. But Heyman cannot share his source, which is very interesting. I know. Do you have any guesses about who it might be? No, I I don't. Like, I don't know. Is this supposed to be teasing somebody else is like like if is it roman like i'm just i don't know do you have any thoughts i think it's solo in the shrubs outside jimmy's house <laughs> with a pair of binoculars eating some mahi mahi mm-hmm. he's got the whole cooler of mahi mahi to himself now and honestly he's loving it he's so happy i think <laughs> one of the best parts of this was kayla like trying to lean in to listen to who paul was talking yes! to it was amazing i was like kayla you are great I also thought it was interesting when he was sort of like grinding her gears about her family. Like, are you making fun of her from being estranged from her parents or God forbid having dead parents? Haven, what is happening here? That was really weird. I was like, so he made that comment about her mom and I was like, <laughs> I got to look this up. And her mom like went to prison when she was young Oh God. and she was put in that she went into the foster care system. And I'm like, dang, we are doing some like, I like, I don't know if Paul didn't know that, <laughs> like, just like, was just making, you know, an example, but I'm like, people are cutting it close to the bone this week. This was a brutal week in professional. <laughs> people were saying what they felt from the heart without giving a single shit how it would be received. It was rough. Very rough. 
I really want to imagine that later he found out and was like, oh, God, Kayla, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I did not know. So following all of this Uso drama, we come to our main event. And it's all about mm-hmm. Edge, right? This has been a week of Edge. It's been several weeks yeah. of Edge. It's Edge's 25th anniversary with WWE. Um, one, th- I mean, there were video packages all night. Yeah. Some of them were quite touching. Really nice. Is Edge retiring or what? I feel like with all the fanfare and all the videos and everything, it really felt like he was going to retire. Like, it just, like... Okay, they wouldn't make this yes. big a deal if he wasn't going to retire. But then they have this match, and then it just ends, right? And like mm-hmm. I saw a clip the next day right. of him talking to the crowd because they like you know they went dark, and he's like, I don't know if I'm retiring, eh? So like, I really don't think he knows, and I feel like this is like he's got to have the like talk with the family. I don't know. I don't know if he's just like over it. It. But if he retires, like, if there isn't, like, a thing for his retirement, I'm going to be really sad. Because this felt, to me, this, I mean, it was a fun match. Like, I love Shamo, But it, it yes, felt very anticlimactic. And also, it was weird because Beth was just, like, crying already when he was, like, she was just, like, really sad. So it, like, seemed like he was retiring. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, he's totally retiring. Look at her. She's, like, weeping already. Hasn't even, like, stepped in the ring. Right. And I feel like, you know, they had the guy who trained like his wrestling school and everything like Mm it's a big moment. Right. But then there wasn't that there were a few things that were confusing about it. There wasn't that moment where the match ends and then he addresses the crowd that we all got to see. It also the whole the framing of the whole thing felt weird to me because they definitely explained why he would choose to have this match Mm -hmm. with Seamus. Right. But that was like super meaningful for Edge, which makes lots of sense for Edge's perspective. But from a fan perspective, it I was know like, I was like, Seamus, like it was just it was very strange. It was really odd. And like, I don't want to discount the importance of Edge choosing the opponent for that or anything like that. But it was the whole thing has been so confusing like this. Will he mm-hmm. won't he what's happening? Plus, like I keep seeing all these articles about will he go to AEW? And I'm like, Whoa. what? why like yeah, why I, would he go to he, does, he can do whatever point. he wants at this point like in wwe mm-hmm. like he can do whatever the fuck he wants and i have to tell you that if i was edge and i had given so much to this profession and the fans over the years um what i would do with my life was as little as possible but that's not edge right that's that's we're very I would, like, different that way my amazing mountain house and just like have the best life mm-hmm I would do what I see him doing on Instagram all the time. Drink coffee and read books on the deck with my dogs. I would go be in another television show about a sleepy New England town where strange things happen. So when we were career retrospectiving him, I was so mad that we did not talk about some of his greatest work today when he played Dwight on Sci-Fi's Haven. He did such a great job. He was, he was wonderful in that part. Wonderful. I love him. Edge, we appreciate you for everything you've done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, 
I have no idea what to expect from Edge going into next week and going into next year for that matter. No, I have no idea. I don't. Is he just going to disappear for a while? Like, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, we uh, we left SmackDown on a very mm-hmm. uncertain note. But if you're ready to get raw, I think things become a lot more certain I very, am. very quickly. Well, this week, I thought we were in Montreal, but we're not. We're in Quebec City. Those are different yeah, things. Yeah, I didn't know that way. was a thing. <laughs> Sorry, Canada. <laughs> the ugly Americans yeah. learn about Canada this week yeah. on Wrestling is for Girls. Like... Um, Quebec City loves Everybody, Sammy. I think all of Canada loves Sammy. I think all if of they the don't, they're stupid. Sammy, if we're being real. Yeah. Right, they're wrong. Yes, if objectively they don't love wrong. Him. So Sammy speaks some French. Everyone is so excited Canadian to see French him. French kills me. Um, it's like ugly French. We call it ugly it's French in like, this house. It's so strange sounding to me. Like when Ko was speaking it, I, I spoilers. Ko comes back. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> That is the worst debut of a return that our show has ever done. And I kind of love it. Let's do all of them that way from now on. Uh. (laughs) I'm going to be like, yeah. So anyway, I got up from using the bathroom and there was Randy Orton. And I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. Anyway. But when KO said um, like swar, he was like swar. And I was like, oh, boy. Mm -hmm. I think Canadian French has some of the same quality to it that German does mm, when spoken. Harshness. It's like yeah. a little aggressive. But, um, you know, the Judgment Day does really not like that Sammy is getting all of this adulation. Just let him have it. They want to attack him. I know. They can't do it, though. Like, they can't let anyone be happy because they're <laughs> they happy. aren't. They're bullies, and bullies we know are just miserable deep in their bones. Mm hmm. But Sammy's like, dude, it's no problem. Yeah. I brought a friend. And it is, in fact. Hey, I was damn. so happy to see him. I've just been waiting so forever. Great. She was wonderful, though. KO I was did just not look say, happy. He looked pissed he did not off look happy to be there. He was like, just not even a smile anywhere on his face. Like, <laughs> nope. Just right back to business. I want to kill people. Do you think it's because he hates the Judgment Day, he hates Quebec City, or he I loves think it's violence? He, mm, hates Judgment Day, loves mm. violence. I, think I don't think he has anything fair. against Quebec City, though, but I don't know. So what did you think about this um, offer that KO makes? He wants to take on any two members As of the per Judgment usual, Day. they love to bait us. I was screaming because oh he God, would totally too. take on... Re- I mean... I knew it wasn't going to happen. I They do this to me all the time, though. I get that little glimmer of hope, and I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. And of course not. Because she's like, I've got my own thing to deal with. It's like... I hate it. But your, your thing is stupid, Rhea. This is important. It's totally stupid. No one gives a <laughs> fuck about what's happening on NXT. No, it's true. I mean, I watch NXT pretty regularly, and I am not dying for some kind of like continuation of the NXT storyline. Like enough with the fucking crossovers, guys. Enough. I mean, this is how all wrestling used to be. Crossovers all the time. Crossover city. 
Yeah, because there weren't any brand splits. Back in the day, there weren't brands. There were shows, but you weren't like drafted oh, yeah. to Raw. You yeah. just existed. I don't know why they need to do it, do it, have the brand splits because they don't honor them. And they don't enforce the hall pass, nope. worst of all. It's bullshit. So we know that uh, some dissension is going to be happening mm-hmm. in the Judgment Day ranks. But before we get there, we see the New Day backstage with our friends Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle. I'm so happy that the New Day is back and I am just fine with Drew and Matt tagging. <laughs> they are so odd couple. <laughs> They're a little uh-huh. grumpy in sunshine. Yeah. Um, I said we see them backstage, but that's not true. We okay, see them right I was in the like, ring. Did I miss something else? Because that's just like me. I There was a great moment, I think. I think Xavier said it. You're not a real tag team. <laughs> yes. And that's what I was thinking of backstage where he kind of revises that opinion later. But uh, in in the match, uh, he does not really seem to think much of them as a unit. But then after the New Day gets the win, tragedy strikes. The Viking mm-hmm. Raiders appear. Attacking everybody. They're tired mm-hmm. of everybody's bullshit. Think... They're tired of hilarity and shenanigans. It seems like KO would fit in really well. With he the would. Viking he'd Raiders. be like the adventuring party, and he'd be like the guy out on his own. And they'd be like, "Well, why don't you come with us? Because we're gonna pillage." And he'd be like, "Sweet, but I'm not gonna join your dumb I group. Don't that. try to make me a Viking." <laughs> We're not friends. I'm not wearing face paint. I'm certainly not wearing exactly. a fur dress. Put your dumb deer antlers away. And like you, you see him three days later and he is wearing a fur dress and antlers and having the time of his life. But Never. he's not going to admit to it. So I don't know. Like, I don't know where we're headed with this Drew mm-hmm. and Matt Riddle relationship. I think we're trying to recapture some of the magic of Team RK Bro. It could be. Uh... When he came up, I don't know, was it last week? He came up with Edinburgh. I was like, this is the greatest name for a tag team ever. Edinburgh. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, it kind of kills me because Matt's trying so hard. Mm-hmm. He really wants Drew to love him. He really believes. He really believes. And Drew is just like, I'm crusty and I yeah. don't care I about mean, anybody. I mean, Drew's just kind of like, I can kill everybody on my own. I don't really need you, buddy. But I don't know. He's got a lot going on back at the keep. He's taking care of his sword and, you know. He's He's got to not lose that claymore. <laughs> <laughs> Launch it into space. Mm-hmm. I keep waiting. So other people who have a lot going on, we see Jackie backstage with Finn and his very best friend <laughs> forever, J.D. McDonough. Um, first of all, I'm pretty sure that Jackie called JD, JD. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty sure. This is the beginning of a very rough night for JD like, McDonough. I do not. I'm, I'm still sort of mystified about like the thickest thievesness already of like Finn and JD. And there's probably some backstory that I'm not, not seeing, but it's like, is it just cause they're Irish, they're besties? <laughs> I mean, I think the story Finn keeps telling about it is the true story, right? Like they 
they came up together in wrestling. Okay. They've been friends. They know each other. You know, they're just not like the Edge and Sheamus thing. It's like, I believe you guys about this, but you did not act it out on TV. So There's I have no not story building. It. And like JD mm-hmm. seems quite a bit younger. So it. I don't, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he bugs me. So uh, the way he looks at Finn makes me think um, we've been watching Shiny Happy People, which is an Amazon special about the Duggars, but more Mm. broadly, the kind of religious movement that they were involved in. And one of the things you always see in it is that Michelle Duggar is always kind of like gazing adoringly up at Jim Bob because he's. Yeah, she always had that kind of spaced out look on her face. Mm hmm. And I feel like that is also the way that JD McDonough looks at Finn oh, when he talks. He really loves him. So oh, adoring. How could you not? He's Finn fucking Balor. I know. I get it. I totally get it. He's mm-hmm. the demon. Mm-hmm. He's Prince Balor. He's amazing. So uh, the Judgment Day interrupts, and JD is like, "Yeah, let's go, buddies." <laughs> and Rhea just like shuts you don't him even go down here. with incredible force. Why do you think they are so anti-JD? Why are they so... Like, they've recruited before. I think because JD threatens the balance between the four. So, like, it's Rhea Mm. and Dom and Damien and Finn. And JD, like, can further drive a wedge between Damien and Finn because they've been having issues pre-JD, right? But now that JD's in there, he can make it worse. Mm -hmm. Aggravates it. Plus, when you think about it, like, it aggravates a whole lot of things about their lifestyle, right? Like, where does he sit in the rental car? On the middle bumper seat? When they're on the road. Right? And, like, so many things come in sets of two or four packs. And how does he fit into that? It's just really complicating things. So, a little bit later in the night, we get to finally experience Chad Gable's match versus Gunther. Um, this was a real match of complicated feelings for me, but tell me what you thought about it. (laughs) I mean, the match was ridiculous. Like I knew it was going to be a great match. Like did not disappoint 10 of 10. It was pretty scary at parts. I think honestly, some of the uh, bumps they were taking, but (sighs) I don't know. Like, I guess they're probably... I don't know that they announced are they are these two having a match at um payback is it going to be a, a title match i didn't okay. write it down but it, it feels like they it have feels to, like it. right and this is the thing like i feel like they're kind of doing a thing with uh chad that they did with maybe like cody and roman like oh he's this undefeatable monster but oh Chad can beat him, but then when it counts, it's he's not going to win. Right. It's it sucks because it's been really nice to see Chad yes, kind of prove himself. I really enjoyed it. Not that he needs to, but like he, you know, Gunther's like you can't last five minutes. He more mm-hmm. than lasted five minutes. You can't be well. You got yourself mm-hmm. counted out. Like Chad is rising to the occasion, man. And I mean, you were right. This. This match was just nuts. It was so I got so good. excited when the count out happened. I was like, oh my God. And then like spouse is like, no, it's it's 
No, champion's advantage. And I was like, it's bullshit. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> champion's advantage I, is bullshit. I, was so I will mad not stand it. for it. I was very mad about it too. Um, so technically Chad is the first person to ever beat Gunther, but asterisk. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Do you think? No, it's just me oh, sorry, bitching. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you think there's any chance that Chad beats him at payback? I love Gunter, but I I'm gonna be pro Chad on this one just because like I love a I love mm-hmm. this underdog story. Um, I think there's a sliver of a chance, but I think they're really invested. I think Dad is really invested in these long reigns, and so yes. I don't see this coming to an end anytime soon. And I feel like Gunther achieved that milestone. You know, he's beaten several other people for long reigns. Like, it's, it's, it would be okay yeah. to move on. Yeah. And for him, it would be okay well, to move on. Well, and he's brought a lot of legitimacy <laughs> to the title. Not that the title was, like, illegitimate before, but, like, like he's right. an incredible wrestler who has held this title for so long. It's like, maybe we move him to try to, like, take the heavyweight title even though he likes to call himself the heavyweight intercontinental champion. You know, it's important to shape your own identity. And if it's important to him that it be known as the heavyweight <laughs> intercontinental title, I, you know, who am I? Oh, he really, really is. Speaking of which, he came to the ring without the Imperium yeah. boys. And I was like, who's going to yeah. catch your coat? And he didn't care. He just tossed it. There's some problems going on there. It's not. Mm-hmm. There's trouble in paradise with Imperium. Speaking of which, after this match, we quickly return to more <laughs> trouble in paradise yeah. for the Judgment Day. Um, these they bitches really, are messy. Really are. It's really weird. What did What did you think about their uh, argument so backstage? I think- like I'm moderately amused by like Rhea being like "fuck you, babies, you're the worst," but I'm also just kind of yeah. once again grossed out by the fact that like it's been left up to her, the one woman in Judgment Day, to like lay down the law because no. boys can't handle anything, and it's just like, come on, dudes, like, I, you know what I mean? It's just like yuck. Mm-hmm. It gives me yuck. It feels, it feels a little bit like real life, right? Like, mm-hmm. so people are like, what would a character like Rhea Ripley see in Dominic Mysterio? Like, I don't know. Maybe that like, he doesn't cause mm-hmm. her problems. Maybe that he listens when she talks and respects her authority as the leader of the judgment day and doesn't do all the stupid stuff. I don't know. I think Dominic laughs doing right. at the dumb jokes. She whispers in his ear every time they go to the ring. Yes. He likes it when she calls other wrestlers Batman or a Power Ranger. Yes, I just, I don't know. I'm This part of the Judgment Day thing, I don't like. Like, I think Damien and Finn being messy bitches is kind of funny. But I don't like that Rhea, mm-hmm. like, literally has to be mommy. So that's the thing I was saying to my husband when we were watching this. Like, she's gone from being, like, mommy in the fun, sexy mm-hmm. way to, like, mommy of two like mm-hmm. small boy children that's not fun or sexy <laughs> that's not fun Mm-mm, like, that's the worst she's just like losing and like she never 
I think this is just like indicative, I think, of a lot of women's wrestling. It's like she's not getting to defend her title ever. Like they're sticking her down in NXT to like make that look like she just doesn't do. She used to have like so much more agency, it seemed like earlier on. And it was so exciting. And she wrestled Akira and like it seemed like she was like going to go somewhere really interesting. And now they're just like, oh, we're just going to sit on you now. It doesn't matter. She's literally at the top of her field, right? There's no more up for her to go. And it doesn't matter because all she does is micromanage Mm -hmm. these dudes' problems. Also, during this segment, Damien's manspreading was truly <laughs> I don't know that I noticed, but he's so lanky. Not I'm not uh I'm not excusing it, but I could I can picture it. Like a spider. Look, he's beautiful and I love him, but he needs to conserve some leg space yeah. for other people. Just shove him out Just of the way. Little. I ugh. I hate that. So there's a lot of action backstage in this segment. We first see Cody Rhodes and he's chatting with Byron, but then we move on quickly to Gunther and Imperium and we're going to see Cody again in a minute. But backstage, Gunther is just ripping Giovanni and Ludwig Auf Deutsch. To he was hollering at him. He was on <laughs> one. So I never want Gunther to yell at he's me. He's so ever. tall and imposing. I know. And like, I feel like Ludwig kind of holds it together, but Giovanni always looks upset. Like, dude doesn't have a poker face. Do you he think just looks he's sad. dying his beard and eyebrows? Yeah, I absolutely okay. do think that. <laughs> I was like, it looks very just for men this week. <laughs> There's there is a lot of just for men happening in WWE. I think they hand that shit out backstage. I think they candy. share bottles too. How much just for men do mm-hmm. you need for your beard and your hair? Not that much. Your eyebrows. We can do like four wrestlers with one yeah. box of just I mean, Geo and um, Drew, they probably use the same box. They have the same color hair, roughly. Mm-hmm. The European <laughs> Union. The Italians and the Scottish team hair. United in beard <laughs> mascara. So I don't know, like, where do you think this is going? Like, are we going to see Imperium break up? Or are we going to see them turn on Gunther? Is he going to turn on them? What do you what I do you feel like here? there's some sort of push to have Ludwig kind of go off on his own because he's got that gross side story about Maxine. And then yes. Gio, Oof. I just feel like Gio's yeah. going to get jettisoned. Like, he doesn't do anything. I think they've had him wrestle once in the last however many months. Like, I don't see a future for him. I feel like most stables, they're going to slowly, you know, crumble and if mm-hmm. Gunther loses the title, I think that's the death knell for the group. I think that's a very good point. Like it's going to be fine as long as he mm-hmm. is the winner and the one in charge. But the minute that he is not the yeah. winner, Imperium yeah, will suffer. Because he's just, I mean, he's, he beat Chad and he's still screaming at him backstage. Well, he didn't beat Chad, but he didn't lose his title and he was still screaming at them backstage. Right. Like, a win is a win, Gunther. If you retain, it's a win. Baby. So, you know, more to come on Gunther and his mood swings <laughs> and how poor Gio was going to <laughs> weather so them and keep his beard intact. I don't and, know. And, like, let's hope Ludwig has backed off from his creep fest because I am not here for that. 
I'd really like to think that they realized how gross that angle was and have dropped it. I would love to think that. I don't know that they've ever had that much like self-reflective power. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Dad doesn't, doesn't have that in him. I, and like, I don't think Dad sees anything wrong with it. Like, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's not like a lingerie pillow fight, so it's probably fine. Dad, you need to listen to us. I mean, like, I remember when Trish was out here in her underwear on her knees barking like a dog in front of her boss. I mean, this is not bad. It's like, no, it's it's not, but it's still You've pretty You've come a bad. long way, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Virginia Slim, right? You remember Virginia Slim? That was Slim. really empowering to women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He is an agent of empowerment. Thank you, Dad, for all that you do. I, I could really like forgive him for a lot of things if he fucking let Rhea Ripley do what Rhea Ripley can do, which is destroy the men's you know, locker the weird, room. The weird thing about that too is he fucking loves Rhea Ripley. We know he does. I don't understand what's happening. I really don't. It's like, stop holding her back. If you really love her, let her do what no. she's capable of. Like, let her wrestle dudes. Do you know how big your fucking ratings will be? Right, people yeah, want to see new, it. It's different, right? Like, yeah, they do it in the indies, but like, mm-hmm. people would shit their pants over this stuff, and it would be a big deal. Well, put it in our letter. Dear Dad, this week. you never fucking listen to us again. We've made you a junk journal of all our hopes and dreams for wrestling. This is mostly about Rhea Ripley. But I'm going to be honest with you. There are a few other pages that are about other things, mostly relationships that were very invested. Just look at the pages. Just let it tell you a story. Also, we made you this Spotify mix that goes with each of those pages. So if you listen to the music and look at the pages, you're going to feel the effects. Also, in the last page of the junk journal, I wrote exactly what I wanted. So, like, if you don't get any of the rest of it, just I did not. But here's my phone number. You can text me with questions. Love you, Dad. Bye. P.S. I need like a hundred bucks for junk journal supplies. I need like a hundred thousand dollars for life supplies. I always aim low. (laughs) I'm always like slip us a 20 and you're like buy us a house. Dude has so much money. He has Triple H money and McMahon money. He married really well. Bless his heart. Mm -hmm. Good for him. So we start off backstage with Byron and Cody. Uh, Byron's mustache is oh, unforgivable. His He has a sweet little baby face. Like, I'm sorry, Byron, but mm-hmm. that means no facial hair for you. No stash. And then uh, Cody says some stuff that um, we actually had a discussion about before we came on the air tonight. Because one of us <laughs> felt like that was characteristic of the mean shit that people say in wrestling. And the other one was like, you are desensitized <laughs> to humanity and need to work on For yourself. once, I am the nice one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're often the nice one. So Cody called, Cody said that JD McDonough looks like he's a Funko Pop. And if anybody doesn't know what a Funko Pop is, it's like a little doll that has a little tiny body and a really big head. Like, like a, think of a bobblehead. It's kind of like that. And so, like, to me, 
Like that felt incredibly cruel, mostly I think because it's not something that he can change. Like he cannot change the size of his head. For sure. And so like, I know that like people say mean shit all the time. They say shit like about relation stuff, like real relationship stuff that's happening, real events that have happened in people's lives. Like I don't, this Mm -hmm. just felt like, what is it? A bridge too far? Is that the, it just felt a little bit too much to me. I feel like because I was there when dad (laughs) called the big show fat boy. And I was there when he called CM Punk skinny fat, which I still don't really know what that means, but whatever. Um, Like, it doesn't feel that out of the ordinary for the cruelty with which promos are cut. And it it can be really cruel. I mean, like, we just talked about Paul Heyman kind of razzing a young woman because she was in the foster care system. That, to me, is so much worse (laughs) than J.D. McDonough's head. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. It it just felt like, it just felt weird to me. Here is one thing I will say about it. It was breathtakingly <laughs> mean. I was shocked. Cody, my love, light <laughs> of my life, uh, star in my sky, boobies, if I may call you boobies. You're a face. Yeah, that's a good point. You're a good guy. You're the good guy of all good guys. You're the goodest guy since yeah. Hulk Hogan existed as a yeah. good guy in the eighties. So like it's <laughs> a really good point. Dude, that's that's something you say snidely to your friend after the show. And you have to preface it by saying, Oh my god, this is the worst thing. I'm going to hell, but do you know what I thought when I saw JD backstage yeah. tonight? You don't, you, if you want to stay a face buddy, you can't say shit like that on raw. Like, I think also it seemed like he knew he said something really shitty, Uh, but I do want to say Cody looked really, really good. He was busting out some, he did, uh, you know, doctor clothes again, a little bit. He got the little watch chain Mm -hmm. and the dapper jacket. I was into it. Very NBC handle. Oh, yeah. He loves red. Cody loves red. Mm -hmm. He does. I have to admit, I love the watch chain. I don't know why. I think it's a great look. Um, I also noticed this week that Cody has very nice hands. He's not like Roman Reigns' hands. And Roman Reigns could be a hand model. He really could. Roman Reigns could just be a a model. He's very pretty. beautiful and perfect um and i think maybe cody also knew he did something wrong because he was really really polite in welcoming wade and michael to uh raw (laughs) like if i say something really nice everybody's gonna forget the horrific thing i just said about jd so So, that was just such a weird segment in general Oh my god, it was really weird. I feel like they just bring him out because they know the fans want to see him, but they don't have anything to do with yeah. this. Like, say yeah, some shit. exactly. Like, we don't have anything for you to do tonight. Come on out. In a much more meaningful discourse, we had one of my favorite moments of the night up next after this. Mm-hmm. In which Shinsuke Nakamura reveals to us what was said in the whisper that was not heard I around the world. I loved this segment so much. It was so good. 
last week, uh, Shinsuke and Seth had a confrontation in the ring, and Shinsuke leaned in as they were parting and whispered mm-hmm. something. It was very romantic. <laughs> it was very romantic. It devastated him, and I think it was. I we could have done like, something. What could he have possibly said? My little brain started whirring. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't that good. It, it was something boring. We learned that Seth has a terrible. Yeah, it's really awful. Injury. I feel really bad. I was like, so this is real, right? Like, he really has a fucked up back? I really have no idea. Here's what I'm guessing. Seth has to some degree uh-huh. a fucked up back. But he obviously has a back that is uh-huh. not so fucked up that he can be medically yeah. cleared to wrestle. I I think... Oh, go ahead. I, th- I think if you're in a room of wrestlers and you say everybody who has a bad back leave you are going to be in an empty room that's just my supposition can i like later i is okay if i mention that later when we see him talking with jackie he like talks about his back and i had this thought like do you think that they're having this set up like they're gonna wrestle at payback shinsuke is gonna win so seth can go maybe have a surgery it wouldn't surprise me if it's for a legitimate medical procedure or just that Seth needs yeah. some time off, you know, to rest, recover, do some kind of project that we might not know Yeah, it about. could be one of those things like, dude, your back is okay, but like at any moment it could be very not okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, it. We learned that they're going to face off at Payback. I'm very excited for that I match. Just, the segment was really great because it was just nice to see Shinsuke get to, like, talk and, like, mm-hmm. be a character other than... Because, I mean, he's such a weird dude. I love him. But, like, just to see him be kind of sinister and, like, sassy and then just, you know, unveiling the, the truth of it all. I just really enjoyed it. And I think he does this kind of over-the-top comic book villain thing really well when he's like seth and i aren't different because he also has a voice (laughs) what he's so poetic also can i just say i really love shinsuke's teeth i think he has beautiful teeth i've never looked at his teeth but tonight when we part company he has really beautiful teeth i always notice teeth as someone who grew up with like braces and like a wicked overbite and everything like i always look at people's teeth it's amazing to me that someone who made his career in cage fighting before professional wrestling has beautiful teeth because that feels like a profession that would he was be a rough cage fighter. Teeth. Oh dang! Yeah, he has an MMA that. background. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes That's sense okay. though. Kicking, his little mm-hmm. kicks. Also, I thought it was hilarious <laughs> when he told Seth to watch his back. Oh, so mean! Watch your back. <laughs> hilarious amazing everything about this was really a delight what followed was really not a delight it was another characteristic rhea ripley squash match candace did get a little offense offense in but but let's skip through that because i don't want to talk about another disappointing women's division match our girl Raquel Rodriguez she is, is back. back and she's cleared to wrestle. So that's pretty exciting. I am cautiously optimistic about what this means. Are they wrestling at payback? 
it is those two at payback good. for the I'm gonna be uh, so title. mad if they shit on this one. Not the women. Yeah, the, I need the writers. No. I need them to give them a full yep. length match that showcases yep. their talents. That includes the angst that I need. The innuendo. I want it all. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want violence. I want sapphic heartbreak. I want to feel like someone's going to mm-hmm. die in front of me. Mm-hmm. All those things. Um, and, you know, you may notice that we're not really talking a lot about women's <laughs> wrestling right now. And that's because it's kind of in Nothing the is toilet. Happening. I don't understand this. There's so many great, great, great women wrestlers right now. And they're just like, nah, I don't know. Let's have Bianca and Charlotte wrestle again as partners. <laughs> I just like it's either a boring remix of something that was not that interesting the first time. It's endless odd woman tag yep. team bullshit. And it's this unceasing rivalry between Becky and Trish, which I really wanted to like, but I got to be honest, I have not been excited about it. It was this really in interesting while. for like a little bit. And now it's just like dragging out forever and i just feel like like when becky came out i feel like there was no fucking pop like i feel like nobody gave a fuck about becky and like that sucks because she's such a great show woman and i just yes. feel like this fucking storyline is just dragging her down and it's not trisha's fault it's just like bad no. writing again there are so many problems with this one is that every time becky comes out and talks like basically justifies who she is which she shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to do at this point they're giving trish way too much time to talk i love trish stratus but she does not need this much promo time um i also there's this problem that i've had with becky lynch for forever is that one of the greatest women wrestlers working today has to call herself the man to explain (sighs) that she's the best I get it. I get yeah. where that came from. I get why she does it. I get this. Oh, I, I just agree. hate it. So fucking women's wrestling is basically it's, where we're at right now. It's fucking bleak right now. I don't know if it's any better on AEW. Spouse said he doesn't think it's much better over there. It's not. It's so. really not. It's a dark Maybe time. we need to pull some money Which and start a women's not. wrestling show. Oh my God. I, love I have that no idea. money though. Um, I was going to say, I'm a little disconcerted to learn that you know where to get some money because um, you could have shared that Dear information. Dad, can we have a few million dollars to start a, com- a show that's going to compete with yours? Thanks. I think three to five would get it done, but 10 would yeah, be better. I mean, just let us do this. Let's call it a day at seven. Like, it'll be really fun. Do you know what else is really fun? Do tell. Uh, this upcoming match between The Miz and Akira Tozawa, which, let's face it, is not about Akira Tozawa <laughs> in the slightest. Oh, man. This was great. I kept saying um, that Miz was going to end up, uh, or that Akira was going to end up summoning LA Knight because of the way he, could, you know, he kept going like, yeah. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. the savior came. The hooba stank of WWE. And, uh, so here's the thing. The Miz also said some unforgivably cruel things in his promoing, in which he called LA Knight a human fidget spinner. 
and said he is the who mistake of the WWE. It's amazing. <laughs> it's one of the meanest things I've <sighs> ever heard. It's so good, though. I mean, I it's feel like there's great. worse things uh, he could. I mean, he could have called them like the Nickelback of WWE. I think Hoobastank is. I feel like in Canada that, that would have really slapped too because they're they're Canadian. Mm, that's true. That's a good point. They are. Hoobastank Canada's is curse. one of the worst named bands of all time. What a horrible it really name! Is. It really, really is a horrible name for a horrible band. What did they? Was they just? Were they the ones that did the song "The Reason"? Yes, where that girl gets hit by a car a bunch. <laughs> oh my god, it's so mm-hmm. dumb. What a legacy, Amazing. right? So LA Knight is just lurking around during this match and he says some pretty mean things too. He says that the Miz says he's a trend, but the Miz hasn't been a trend in 10 years and then he calls the Miz MySpace. So I feel like I feel like LA Knight's like microphonisms the things he says are like me trying to play darts like i just throw shit at the fucking target and every now and then i get a good one in and like most of the time it's hitting in really weird spots and like places i don't want the dart to go and i feel like that's what is going on with la night like he says some of the most awkward shit and i i didn't write it down i kept i like he kept saying stuff and i was like oh that's so uncomfortable and i didn't write it down i should have I'm pretty sure he also said Miz is what you get if Biff Tanner banged a frog and pushed it down the stairs, implying that Miz is a half amphibian miscarriage (laughs) from back to the future. I don't I, I don't know if he works on these beforehand or if they really just come to him in the moment. I mean, if they come to him in the moment, I guess there's some sort of flash of brilliance there. But, like, I'm guessing he works on these. That's what I'm afraid of, is that this is the result of hours of workshopping. So, you sent me a clip of the big show fighting John Moxley and L.A. Knight. Yes! And like, that was from, what, 90 or 2000-something? Oh, I think... It was, it was like 17 years ago yeah, or something. And I was just like, yeah. holy shit. LA Knight's been around forever. He's just now like getting sort of big. And like, I don't see this lasting a long time. I feel two ways about it. One is, yeah, I feel like we're going to squander the magic that he has right now. Because I do think when you break down the components, there's not that much no, there. there's not. But two, you know how people are always like, you know, Oprah got fired and this person didn't, you know, have a hit song until they were this age. L.A. Knight makes me feel good. He's 40 and he's just coming into his prime. There's there's time for me to also That's have true. my I moment. I think Emmanuel Kant was in his 60s when he, like, was publishing his greatest work. So Amazing. Know. See? L.A. Knight, Emmanuel Kant, basically Completely. the same thing. They both critique things. <laughs> so akira gets the win la knight is very happy uh but then he also gets his revenge for being called hoobastank and just kicks the ever-loving shit out of the miz so this is this is staying hot i think miz is just really one of the unsung heroes of the wwe like he 
sometimes I just think like, oh, he's just, you know, he's not really wrestling much anymore. He's kind of just hosty, flashy. And then he'll like do shit like this where he just mm-hmm. like gets fucking rocked. <laughs> like, so Yeah. I I think the Miz is like a less celebrated John yeah. Cena. Because whatever they need the Miz to do, he just shows up and does yeah. it really well. I God know. Bless Thanks you, for Miz. everything, Miz. You're that one employee that everyone's like, man, just give it to him. He can do anything and like never complains. Meanwhile, they're crying in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we then once again see Damien, Rhea, and Dominic backstage. And uh, this is pretty heartbreaking. Uh, Damien says Finn doesn't trust him and that he just stalked off to go hang out with his new boyfriend. JD it just McDonough. totally seems like one of those things where he absolutely didn't talk to Finn at all. And it was just like, he wouldn't talk to me. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I, I didn't even see him, but if I did, he was, I asked rude, him and you he know. said, fuck off. So here I am. I so, fucked off. So what if I wanted. go ask Finn, is that the story he's going to tell me? Uh, well, I don't know what he's going to say, right? These days, you, you know, you can see it him. unfolding. <laughs> so Rio, once again, uh, she says she's mm-hmm. had enough. She's so And Damien doesn't trust Finn either. She's going to make them do it her way. I really hope this still meant she was going to go wrestle. <laughs> yes, me too. The she, like, she's like, I can handle it. I've got it. You two can't do anything. The judgment I day is I still had two minutes of hope there, and it was fucking smashed. I know. I'm really sorry about that. A little bit later, we're going to return to the Seth Rollins back scandal. Uh, He's backstage with Jackie and he's rocking the pussy bow like only Seth Rollins can. No, it was a blue one, one, I think. I think he wore the white shirt last week. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. white kind of. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. It could all be a work, but it just feels like I would be okay if, if Shinsuke wins. I love Shin. Mm-hmm. Um, I would feel bad, though, if Seth, like, left and then never got a chance to get the title back or, you know, whatever the case may be. That would be a bummer because he really hasn't had it for that long. That would be a bummer. No, it's true. And I feel like Seth kind of always... You know, he's like a more prominent version of The Miz. Like, he's mm-hmm. always just there doing what needs to be done, shining yeah. every night. So maybe he just God wants some him. home time with his kiddo. I mean, that would be really yeah. nice for him. Oh, right? what if they're planning a whole go away? What if Trish is going to beat Becky and Becky's going to take a break? Everybody's just taking a break. <gasps> that would be sad. That would be sad, but also kind of sweet it for them. Be. Like a family holiday. And maybe a little reset where we take some of the heavy lifting off these people who are carrying the show every week and we figure out how to use all the other talent we don't utilize. Yeah. Just Isn't an daughter's idea, name Dad. Rue? Just an idea. That's it so is Rue. It's really cute. I did like that he was like, I, you know, you, you can't like talk about my wife and my daughter and my livelihood. I'm like, that's all the things you're just basically telling me. Can't Don't talk, talk about, about anything. Seth. Don't even pretend I exist. Don't talk about my car my or my dog. You can talk about my outfit though. My <laughs> outfit's sweet, right? Uh, honestly, I wish more people were talking I about I wish Seth's more outfits. people wore Seth's outfits. 
Well, I mean, you can let's be just the get a bunch of dandies on wrestling. I would love that. I love that. Well, if you tune into Ring of Honor or sometimes AEW, you might see Dalton Castle, who is like such Wasn't a dandy. That Triple H's like first thing. Wasn't he a dandy? Well, he was like the Connecticut blue blood. Like, he oh, was a I thought he had like a poet shirt and stuff. He absolutely <laughs> had a poet shirt. He was like a dandy in oh, denial. Okay. I mean, he was basically like, um, I'm not a dandy. I'm from New England. And it's like, um, those things are not at all comparable. Amazing. Not at all. God bless you, Dan. Uh, amen. So after this, we come to our main event. And, you know, lo and behold, it turns out it's going to be KO and Sammy and a configuration of the Judgment Day that does not Pissed. involve Rhea Ripley. She's also pissed as this kicks off. I mean, she's really, really had an. I just feel like the Judgment Day just needs to become Rhea and Dom. <laughs> just kick Finn and Damien out. It's like, yep. go. Get out of here. I I think they have to start again. Like, find two new members who just, like, shut up yeah, and do what they're I told. who that could be. Well, it seems like we're courting Lyra Valkyria down at NXT, so maybe we bring her up and she's a Judgment Day bring lady. Bring someone I don't else know. up from NXT that we do nothing with. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. just let them shine. Maybe they can recruit Candace. So and, I do think... Um, what's her name? Yes, that'd be Indy? amazing. I'd support that. And I would love it if like Candace really did not get the assignment, but she's like, I don't know. I'm just she just starts to be wearing like team, black you know? pixie wings. It'd be so cute. Mm hmm. She's brutally brutalizing everyone, but she's still yeah. really positive about it. I would love that. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea. Write Dad, that down. Listen closely. <laughs> I do think we make one really good decision here. Um, Damien leaves the briefcase <laughs> with Rhea, which unfortunately doesn't pan out later. But like, yes, don't bring it to the ring. None of you know what it's to do with so it. It's so cursed. It's so cursed. Um, mm -hmm. Did you hear uh, Wade Barrett summarize <laughs> Damien Priest? It was amazing. What did he say? Speed, limb length, bad intentions. <laughs> You know, it's so weird. Those are the things I like about him, too. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? If I knew we'd have so much in oh, common. Oh, God, it killed me. I loved it so much. <laughs> Amazing. Um, things, I think, go how you would imagine. JD McDonough shows up. He tries to everything. help. KO intercepts the briefcase in this amazing it catch so and then uses it to just murder Finn completely to death. right? Yes. So, you know, technically... They get disqualified, but then Cody is like, "Do you know what I hate? I hate when we're not about <laughs> me." True. I don't. He like runs out. Let's 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 make this Cody show. I think if there's one thing that really binds him and Sammy together in friendship is they are both the boy who needs to have a finger mm, in every yeah, pot. Yeah, Sammy likes to know what's going on everywhere. He's like, "I'm mm -hmm. gonna just be like the intermediary in every relationship that doesn't need an intermediary." Yes. So this becomes your least favorite thing. It becomes yeah, a six-man tag. I feel like they've been doing a lot of six-man tags again, which really bums me out. Now, Judgment Day and then KO, Sammy, and, and Cody, like, that's a fun six-man tag. But, like, 
it's a crutch. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think it is. I feel like this is the problem of saving Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns for each other. It's like, well, how are we going to mm-hmm. fill the And you've got to have Cody on because people are fucking paying to see Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. It's like a larger scale version of the Los Angeles night problem, right? Like this is popular. Mm-hmm. We got to push it. Oh, we're not yeah. doing much. With I don't, it. I don't know what's happening here, to be honest. There was one really special moment in this match where Rhea's reign of terror against Kevin Owens continues. <laughs> she took him down. She just body slams him to hell. I love them. I feel like I I hope they're like besties in real life. I want them to have Me best too. friend relationships and talk about like clotheslining each other and whatnot. I really just want to see them wrestle. I know. I do too. I just want them to do it. Desperate to see that. She also does the absolute cutest high five. I know the jump up after this. I love that. That's so cute. Because I'm sure when he holds his hand up, it's like eight feet in the air. (laughs) And he never lowers it for her. He's like, "You can do it, uppies." And she always does. She's working on her vertical. So this ends exactly how I think probably everyone expected uh, a noble victory for our hometown heroes and their busy body yep. friend, Cody. There's lots of hugging, mm-hmm. which I love. I there love was like a hugs. forehead bump to side of face bump for mm-hmm. a second. That was relevant to my interests. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I'll never hate it. I did imagine this whole time, though, that Sammy's like, oh, Cody, you're my BFF. And Cody's like, I know, Sammy, I love you, too. And Kayla's like, get the fuck <laughs> off me. Stop touching me. Both of you stop touching don't me. don't need to be friends like this. Just be like regular friends don't. that just don't talk to each other. I let's, I let Sammy hug me, Cody. And that's because Sammy is very soft inside and he will cry if I don't. But I don't care if you Sammy's cry. So stop me hugging me for like 50 years. You've known me for like 10. Get away. Mm-hmm so it was a fun ending it was. to a fun match um but i oh no sorry about if you heard all of the crashes that have been going on tonight on my end of the show that has been a coaster dropping repeatedly and also my cat deciding that all this wrestling talk got him really excited and he's going to fight his litter box <laughs> that's only the that's only the main thing i heard was that falling down so it's okay. Well, he did not win his contest oh, against Firebox Scoop, so ended very Is he pooped out? <laughs> I think he might be. It's a real <laughs> shit show up in here. On that incredibly classy note, um, anything else you'd like to add before we uh, call this one? I'm looking finished? forward to next week, like this coming week in wrestling to see how they're building up to payback. And I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. uh, working on predictions for next time. That is always mm-hmm. very exciting. Um, I feel like, you know, we had been in this period where there were a lot of highs I know. for WWE wrestling. And now I feel like we are in a little bit of a doldrums where I feel like they can't get it out of neutral. I'm struggling. You know? I don't want to be the person that just bitches about everything, but I feel like I'm just bitching about everything. I feel like the consumer needs a voice. <laughs> uh, Dad, voice. take some random polls. I'll be happy to answer them. 
And like seriously, look at that junk journal we sent you because we worked it's hard as hell. It's a thing of beauty. If you don't want to keep it, please send it back because I I would like to admire it. <sighs> well, on that note, thank you for joining us for the first episode of our second season. If you would like to hear more of the show, uh, you can follow us on the app formerly known as Twitter, and you will find out when we post new episodes as soon as they go live. And you can listen to those episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. Have a great week, and make sure to tell everybody in your life you love them every chance you get. 